Hey everyone, welcome back to Make It Happen Mondays, where we talk about sales, business, entrepreneurship, personal growth, mental health, and everything in between with guests who I truly respect and who I feel make a genuine and positive impact on the world around us. And today's episode is all about positivity with my good friend Ralph Barcy here. Now, Ralph and I have known each other for a while. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. Uh, he's the VP of Global Inside Sales at Trey.io. But he's just one of the just one of the best, nicest people I've ever come across. And every time I have a conversation with Ralph, I walk away with a different perspective. And I hope you do too. In this episode, we talk a lot about the give a shit factor. I did a post on LinkedIn a little while ago about, man, I just wish people would give a shit because once you give a shit, it's amazing what can happen. So we use that as the basis for the conversation. It went all the way through about how you show up, you know, even the accountability and how you hold yourself accountable and hold others accountable. We talked about removing obstacles as a leader and what your role is in that and, and how you need to genuinely give a shit about your employees, not just their numbers, but where they're going in their lives. Um, Ralph gave some great tips around keeping your world small. Uh, thinking about who's the person who sacrificed for you and therefore not wanting to disappoint that person, which I thought was a great point. And then also looking five years out and if, as yourself five years out and looking back on yourself today and saying, Am I, would I be proud of that five years from now? And so there's all these you know, things that Ralph talks about that I think are really healthy for us to discuss and, and try to spread so that we can really keep moving in a more positive direction uh, with our mindset, with what we're working on and everything else. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Let's make it happen. What's happening, Make It Happen family? Big shout out to our partners today, Gong, Proposify, Vidyard, and Chili Piper. Gong's data is more than valuable. It's cornerstone in any organization looking to collect the data that's going to tell them where they can improve and where they need to spend their time making changes. Proposify is one of my favorite teams of all time. What they do is they make the proposal and contract processes easy for the sender and the recipient. And who can't benefit from that being a great experience, right? Vidyard makes it easy for people to use videos anywhere. No matter whether you're sending videos in email or on social media, posting them somewhere, or sending them in a DM, Vidyard has got you covered. Our friends at Chili Piper are so much fun to be around. They make it easy for people to get on your calendar. And every sales rep has got to have this function locked in. It's one of the most important things we can do as a seller. How can I get you on my calendar easily? Chili Piper can make that happen for you. Be sure that you're checking out all these great tools. And now let's pass it over to John to find out who's joining him today. See you soon, everybody. Hey, Ralph, what's going on, brother? How are you doing, man? What's up? What's up, my man? How are you? I've been, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting world we're living in right now, my friend, and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm doing my best to navigate it. Uh, I, I think I'm doing all right, uh, but uh, you know, highs and lows, uh, like everybody else. But it's been over. It's been a minute since we last chatted. When was the last time? Like, I know we had the podcast a, a couple years back, but when was the last time you and actually you and I caught up? Uh, last time was right as the pandemic hit. It was early 2020. Everybody was uh, home. And yep. uh, we were talking about just have, how to navigate those waters, you know, working from home yeah. and working remotely, not being in the office environment with your team anymore. Uh, yep. And I mean, it feels like it was last week, but it was, it was, you know, obviously two years ago. 
I have, I don't know about you. I have zero sense of time anymore. Like COVID has screwed me all up when it comes to that. I'm like, was that last week or was that two years ago? Or was that, yeah. I, I have, I honestly, I have no clue these days on, 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 on time. So, and, and so, which is actually kind of one leads into, we talk a lot. I think the reason you and I, um, our conversations are so easy because we got the values thing nailed down and we're, we're both look at things similarly. Um, and there's this one thing that I think unifies me, you, and, and a lot of the other people that I try to associate myself with, which are, which is that give a shit factor. And I put that video out, you know, uh, last week when I was just like, ah, you know, like I just wish we would stop just cramming numbers and go, go, go all the time and actually just give a shit. But it wasn't just about like the prospect. It was about give a shit about your career. It was about give a shit about your health. It's about give a shit about, you know, the client. It's about the, it's the genuine big give a shit factor here. And, and you saw that and kind of pinged me in it. And I, let, let's talk about that from your perspective, because I'd love to hear from you what what the give a shit factor means and then let's peel it apart with some areas that we can dissect uh, of of how to give a shit a little bit more effectively these days yeah so thanks for doing it john i really appreciate you producing that video and just letting us know what you think i mean it obviously resonated with a lot of people if you go back and take a look at that post probably the number of views you got was in the tens of thousands uh, and when people start talking about that factor among themselves without even circling back with you, you know that you're on point with something. Uh, yeah. And also what you mentioned earlier rings true in that this message permeates professionally, personally, uh, in a yeah. lot of different facets of our life. Because, you know, if, if you zoom out and you look at life, we've got one shot at this. So are you going to represent yourself with high standards and represent those around you with high standards, namely your team, your company, uh, your colleagues in your profession, et cetera? Or are you going to half-ass this? Uh, no matter how you slice it, you're setting an example. Uh, you know, not everybody's going to tell you about the example you're setting with them and what type of model you are or not. So just, um, you know, assume that everybody's going to be providing you with that feedback at the end of the day or the end of the week. And you want to come correct. You want to represent yourself well with very high standards and frankly, with some class. And that requires yeah. leaning into what you're doing at every turn. So I really appreciate that you even put that message out. And it's, I thank you. And I, it's sad that I have to, because uh, I think that's, that's the thing that I was probably so frustrated about is that I, I felt like I needed to put that out in a lot of ways. Um, because, you know, reputation matters now more than ever in a lot of, in, in so many ways. And I'm curious how you look at reputation, right? Because I think a lot of people, and I'm going to translate this to personal brands, right? Everybody talks about personal brand building and all that other stuff. But ultimately, to me, what that that says is, what, what's your reputation? What's your online reputation? What do people say about you when when they're not looking at you, when they're not having a conversation with you? So how do you look at your reputation now with the experience that you have and and what were, what are some things that you would say to to some of the younger sales professionals coming up on on the importance of reputation and how to how to think about it as they go through their careers yeah for those coming up i would really encourage them to see themselves 5 10 20 years from now and every action you take right now uh, is going to have a consequence. Every decision you make is is uh, important and will have a have a consequence to it as well. So all I'd ask is like, don't let that person down. 
You know, you're going to meet that person uh, yourself five years from now, and you don't want them to look at you and say, John, what, what, why'd you go that route? You know, now I've got to work extra hard to rebuild our reputation. Uh, or now I'm the one who has to lean in, roll up the sleeves, you know, and, and show a little more grit because you didn't do it from the start. Yeah. So uh, as difficult as it might be for some people, I'm, I'm really encouraging the importance of kind of visualizing who you're going to become while you're at work. A lot of people want to punch in, punch out, you know, and go to the next party or watch the next football game uh, without really taking their reputation seriously as to who they're becoming in the process. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I've been, I've been very conscious of mine, right. Of my reputation of the values and all that other stuff. But I'll tell you right now, man, that, you know, there's some shit that I, I look back on and I say, I wish I didn't do that, or I wish I didn't say that, or I wish I didn't react that way. And when you say it comes back around, there is no question it comes back around. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's some, there's some things going on with me right now that are a hundred percent a consequence of how I acted in a certain moment. And, and I'm and mostly positive, but some very, very negative, very, very specific things that have manifested themselves over in, and it wasn't immediately when I did it. You know what I mean? It was something that came way back around and it was a perception that somebody, you know, that I left with somebody else that all of a sudden is coming back to, you know, bear fruit here, uh, not in good ways. And I, and I, and I, those are the pieces that I look back and I say, damn it. I wish I shouldn't have reacted that way. How do you control yourself though? I mean, you're a much more calm, cool, collected guy than I am as far as, you know, reacts. I, I mean, I tend to lo lose my mind on people and, and sometimes, you know, let it fly a little bit. But how do you think of um, bad situations, right? So say, so let's put the scenarios out there, right? Uh, I lost a deal, a customer lied to me, I'm getting bad feedback from a manager. You know what I mean? A lot of negative things that you could react negatively to. Right. But what's your mentality when you come to something that is negative that is coming at you? Do you have a process you go through with, with your kind of mentality around how to react to something like that? I don't know if it's a process, but a couple of things that, that I act on is I try to detach from the situation emotionally and I try to look at it yeah. objectively. So I'll zoom out as much as I can to, to look down on the situation and I'll try to start with myself. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm I'm holding myself accountable to uh, doing a lot of the things that I say say I would do to serving others to being mindful of others to being grateful uh, for for people and for things. So I kind of do a self assessment, I guess, against those criteria. You know how you know. Are you grateful for this opportunity? Were you five years ago or five weeks ago, whenever the old Ralph had to deal with this situation? And um, I, I try to check myself first. And then I try to seek first to understand before being understood. So I try to look at the situation through the eyes of the, the person, the other party uh, that's involved to see how they maybe could have misinterpreted something, taken something out of context, et cetera. And then I zoom back in to present uh, to the, the Ralph Barcy of right now in this moment yeah. and try to make it right. And I'm, as you know, I have no problem talking with people uh, about situations, good or bad. Uh, also, I come from a, from a source of um, forgiveness. You know, I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, I'm forgiving. I give people the benefit of the from? doubt. 
Uh, Where's that probably come from? comes from probably my upbringing. You know, I come yeah. from a strong Catholic family. And so, you know, pretty faith-filled family where, you know, I still to this day am at church every Sunday and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll invest an hour just, you know, grateful for what I've got and who I've got in my life, health, happiness, people, et cetera, opportunities. Uh, so I, I also think um, I lean towards the sunlight. So I think people are generally good people at the core. Uh, they're just probably often misunderstood and they probably don't represent themselves very well at the same time in a lot of cases. But I try to see through that if I can to, hmm, this person laughs like I do. What makes them laugh? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, something really bothers this person. What are the situations or the things that really bug them? Maybe the, the better I can understand those factors, the more I can kind of get into their groove and, and see things the way they see them. They, the way, yeah, the way they see things. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to get better at that, <laughs> you know, and, and, and check myself from a reaction standpoint, um, and try to see the benefit. I, I think I've, I've done a good job recently taking just the extra two seconds and thinking that, and, and not trying to take whatever it is personal. I think that's what my problem has been in the past, that every feedback, every negative thing that somebody said or did, I took it personally like it was against me. And a lot of times you realize that it's not really you, it's whatever's going on in that person's head, background, family, like whatever that is, and they're reacting in a certain way. And it's just, you know, it's, it's now being thrown on you, but it's not really you. And I, and I think that was one of the things for me that, that I realized that's, yeah, and, and actually I, I, I learned this basically through my daughter, because there are kids in her school, for instance, and she's 11, Charlotte's 11 now, and she's got other kids who, you know, who act out in school or react to her a certain way and whatever. And when we peel it back, we find out their parents are going through a divorce and the kids being shuffled around and, and all this other stuff. And it's like, and we're trying to have those conversations with her saying, look, it's not really about you. You know, it's about what mm. she's going through and she's just using you as, as the punching bag effectively here. And that sucks, but you gotta, you know, you gotta take a step back and not take it so personally. And I, and I've actually used that myself to realize most of the stuff that comes at me is not personal in any way. I mean, even yeah. even the the person hanging up the phone or ripping you apart on an email that you send that they think is shitty. It's like nine times out of ten, that's like their frustrations, not because of what you did, right? That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it's a real tough tough thing to deal with. Um, and for you especially, you know, you talked earlier about reputation and how it must precede us. You know, it's I think much tougher for you because your name's on the door. You know, you're accountable to a lot of staff that represent um, JB Sales and and the entity that is John Barrows and the brand that is John Barrows. And yeah, that would I'd be much more sensitive to situations because you know you're being watched by your staff, for example, and uh, you know not to mention your customers and partners. Yeah. But um, that that's uh, equally, I mean, not equally, but it's doubly hard, I think, uh, in your case. It's in, it's interesting. Uh, I'll tell you that. I mean, I, I've never I never wanted to build my personal brand. I never wanted to make the company John Barrow, or, you know, JB Sales or any of that stuff. Um, I kind of got into it because I had to because you you know I learned that you, you got to brand yourself if you're going to do this. And I've always wanted to just be me. But to your point, kind of the bigger you get, the blessing and the curse of the more people that follow you and the more bigger you get. 
your words have meaning. Your your words have consequences. You know what I mean? I can't just yeah. tee off on somebody and rip them apart on, you know, for whatever reason, because I'm having a bad day or something like that, because that permeates through brand, reputation, those type of things. And if I keep, I remember actually you and I know Kyle Porter. I remember when I first started getting on um, Instagram, I, I was traveling so much and all I was using on Instagram, I was just using it to bitch. I was like, oh, this fucking, you know, I'm, oh, I'm so exhausted and this flight sucked and this person farted on the plane. And, you know, and I was literally, everything was was negative. I was, I was using Instagram as my way to vent about negative things. And Kyle was the one who reached out to me and he said, John, um, can I just give you some unsolicited advice here, man? Like the, the person I know, is not the person I see on Instagram. He's like, the person I know is a positive, always, you know, really trying to make other people happy and that type of stuff. And I see you on Instagram and you're just a negative, fucking, you know, jackass. So, you know, recommendation here, you might want to kind of switch that up. And it was like a light bulb dawned on me. I was like, ooh, because that's what people are seeing. They're not seeing the conversation that I have with Ralph, you know, grabbing a drink at the bar or, you know, when I call you up and say, hey, man, what's been? They don't see that. They see that. And that's just that's important because perception is reality in so many ways. Oh, big time. It doesn't surprise me uh, hearing that that came from Kyle. He, he's definitely yeah. a guy who stays in the sunlight. No question. And uh, as yeah. you know, you know, as your reputation gets bigger, you know, you, you know, this firsthand, you know, when, when I was leading the team at service now, I had 230 people that were rolling into me and the bigger your brand becomes, or the bigger that your reputation becomes, the larger your contingent of haters comes as well. Yeah. You know, people yeah. just don't like you because of the role you're in. Uh, they feel yep. they could do it better or someone else yep. could. And, uh, the hate, the hate gets pretty thick. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. Man. And I think if, well, it's, it's not, but I think, it, and, and you have to go through the roller coaster of learning how to deal with that. Right. But I think if you go, if we go back to the values, if we go back to the purpose and the why, and, and, you know, being a good person in general, I can kind of take that for what it's worth. It's like, they don't actually know me. They heard something that I said that was maybe out of context or whatever. And they made an opinion of me on two or three things that I did versus who I am as a person. And I think that's the same yep. thing. We don't take it going back to not taking it personally. Like, same thing with clients. I lose a deal. It's it's not personal. They didn't they didn't say I don't want you, John Barrows. I don't like you. They were like, this isn't a fit for my company. So okay, whatever. I'm gonna go find somebody else. Mm -hmm. Where wow. did your on the on the track of good person values? You know, being brand and person. You know, I, you talk about serving others. Yes, you seem to be somebody who's very rooted in values and serving others. Was that, is that a, was that a conscious thing getting into business for you and sales? Like when you got into sales, did you look at it as a service business for yourself? Is that you were serving others or did you come into sales? Like a lot of people just being like, Hey sales, I can make some money and I'm, and I'm, and I, I, I don't know, I got to figure out what to do here. Cause I, cause what I'm trying to break down here is the, the, the why people are in sales. Some people get into it by default because they see it as, you know, least path of resistance and maybe I can make some money here. Other people mm -hmm. see it as a, I can, I can make a difference here by representing a product that I love and going, finding people that I can make a difference for. I think we evolved to that hopefully in a lot of ways, but I'm curious from your perspective, getting into sales, what was your mentality of that serving others and where did it hit? Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely evolved over time. Uh, it, that's not how I felt about the profession from the outset. It was more 
uh, I was responding to responses I would get from people like, Hey, you know, you should try sales, Barcy. You know, you don't mind rapping with people. You don't mind kind of yeah. confronting situations. And so I, I jumped into it. And also there was the, the, um, the money factor of it as well. I oh, knew yeah. that if I did well, I could, I could, uh, live a really good life financially. Um, but shortly after starting, uh, like, you know, I started at UPS 28 years ago this month as an account executive, I started to realize that it was, it was a service business because of the company that I worked for. They are a service business. And that's how we were taught early on to approach our prospects and customers, serve them. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, we would we would go to the back door of the building versus the front door because it was it was shipping leaders, you know, supply chain mm-hmm. managers. So th- that was my audience and that was my persona that I was talking to. And they had problems they needed solved yesterday. And the only way that I could get through to them as someone of value uh, and someone who could really um, uh, help and serve them was to to take that approach of service. So it evolved over time where I started to, uh, realize, you know, that I, that that I was really at the bottom of the org chart, especially when I started leading people, uh, versus the top of the org chart. And I knew that I had an obligation to kind of remove obstacles from people's paths so they can get where they needed to go in their career. And that it really wasn't about me at the end of the day, the more alumni I could create that would go out and pay this forward with this type of approach, the better it would be for my reputation and my career in the long run. And I'd be able to positively impact even more people. You said something important there that I think a managers, if, if they're listening, should, should uh, hone in on, which is a huge part of your job as a manager, as a leader, is to remove obstacles right is is to get uh, get the shit out of people's way that doesn't matter so that they can yep. become who they can become without having to you know deal with all the shit and that's you know good bad or indifferent that's what a manager's and a leader's job is is yep. is to you know basically coach your replacement um and with all your employees get as many of the bullshit things out of the way as you possibly can so they can excel because if they they won't be able to excel if they have anchors all around them or if there's too many obstacles in their way. And you could have some really great people who can do some really great things, but because of the org structure, because of the, you know, red tape that they have to go through or whatever it is, they're never going to reach their potential. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what most managers, I think most reps would, even though they don't know it, genuinely appreciate it when those obstacles it's like a frictionless sale. Like the the client is looking for a frictionless sale. They don't want to have to go through a stage process and all that. It's the same thing with a rep. They want almost like a frictionless growth path that feels natural as they go through. And yes, is hard, but isn't unnecessarily hard for stupid reasons. Yeah. And, and if you're in tune to your people as a leader, uh, you're going to be able to identify what the obstacles even are for them. For some people, it's right. they can't even manage their time well. Uh, others, right. it's, yeah, they're having a hard time establishing conversation flow with people. Uh, for others, they're obscure to the marketplace. Nobody even knows who they are. So maybe you have to talk about branding with them. Uh, others mm-hmm. don't have a, an executive presence in meetings when it's needed. Uh, they're, they're asking, you know, closed questions versus open-ended mm-hmm. questions. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, ways that obstacles can, can appear. Uh, but if I am close to my team and I'm in touch with really why they're there in the first place and what they're trying to accomplish in their career, then Mm -hmm. I can quickly identify those obstacles as something that's really clearly in their way. And I can help them deconstruct it, look at it as a very small obstacle so they can overcome it and move on. 
but if I'm not paying attention to them and I'm not having conversations with them, regardless of how big the team is, then it's an uphill climb for both of us. So, you know, I talked about ServiceNow having over 200 people, et cetera. I did everything I could uh, to fly all over the world, to sit with those people shoulder to shoulder and get to know them as best I could, whether they were two or three degrees away from me or not really didn't matter. It's my time. It's my bandwidth. And this is my organization. And I want to make sure that I know my people and know collectively what they're all trying to accomplish so that I can help them get there. That's the whole point. Yeah. And, and help them get, I think you, you said some earlier too, is like the five, you know, five years out, 10 years out from your reputation standpoint, like if you look at yourself 10 years out, you know, what, what would you want to make sure you tell this person? Right. But it's also that plan of not just what do you want to do in your career here, that connection of what do you want to, where do you want to be in your life, Ralph, in the next five, 10 years? And how can I help you get there? And I think once we cross that barrier of where I want to get in your career to, I'm here to help you in in your life uh, and, and achieve happiness, whatever that happiness means to you. That's when I think there's a real connection um, of the employee, employer, leader, manager, whatever you got. But when you can genuinely tell that, you know, I, I had this theme for our our year connection here at JB Sales to to you know pursuit of happiness, which is mm. what's your pursuit? Mm. What like what is happiness look like for you? Because that's ultimately what I'm trying to get you to like, I'm trying to help you get there. So what is that for you? And it's going to be different from you compared to somebody else compared to somebody else. But once you know that, those are the questions that come up in the one-on-ones and the coaching sessions. Like, you know, it's like, yes, we're coaching on very tactical things here, but hey, where are we on your, where are we on your path? How's that going? How's the kids? How's the family? Like everybody on the right path here. And it makes such a difference. And it goes back to the give a shit factor ultimately, right? Oh, big time. And it's infectious. If, if that's how they're being treated at work by their leaders, how, how can that mm-hmm. not come, come off uh, in front of prospects and customers or their peers? Well, Be cool to people. That's why, that's why, I mean, the give a shift, this is why I tell people all the time, you know, I, I, I completely disagree. And thankfully, I haven't heard it in a long time with the customers always right. And and customer in front of everything, right? Oh, no, mm. the customer is the most important thing. Bullshit. Your employees are the most important thing, period. Because if you treat your employees, employees right, they will treat the customers right, guaranteed, right? Yep. And so that's the focus. And I think it's now more than ever because people are realizing that it's not just about the job. It's not just, I have options now. And, and the work-life balance is different through me. My priorities have shifted. And so if yeah. you are not caring about me as a person, which is interesting, and this is, I wanna make this translation transition here because I talked about in the give a shit factor. Reps, think about, the, actually I'm thinking about this out loud right now. I'd love to get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. reps are yearning right now for the companies to give a shit about them. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's why they're leaving. They're like, oh, you don't care about me. I'm just a number to you, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. yet the reps don't give a shit in many cases about the customer. So I'm it's a number and I get it. I'm being pushed down to do that. But how do you reconcile that? Right. Is it a is it a is it is it something I just can't, you know, because I see the I see it very clearly like, oh, you know, you don't value me. But then if I was a customer, I'd be like, well, you don't value me. So how, how do we connect the dots of the give a shit factor of why aren't you, why don't you value me versus why am I not valuing the customer? Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is the answer. I don't know if there's a silver bullet to this. It's such a real problem and such a, such a great topic to discuss. 
you know, everybody's pressed to get the number today. And so that waters down their approach to the marketplace. Uh, they're hasty, they're impatient. Uh, they want to move to the next step as quickly as possible so they can make their number and move on forgetting altogether that this is a human, this is a world filled with humans who are, you know, they have their, their own motives personally that they're trying to, to uh, achieve as well as professionally. And it, I think starts with the leaders and the, and the, you know, the companies, you know, here's your number, John, let me tell you why it's your number. Let me tell you what you can expect from us to help guide and coach you towards this number. It might mean reverse engineering how you're going to get there. Uh, you can, you know, rifle me with problems or concerns you have about the number, et cetera. But at the end of the day, both of us need to arrive at this number. Now, let's talk about you and what it is you're trying to accomplish by being here. Why are you here in the first place? Here's why we yeah. think you're here. We measure twice and cut once just to hire employees here. We thoroughly vet our candidates so that you're going to come in and compliment our culture and we're going to compliment your world as well. Once you've got that synergy going between employer and employee, now when they approach the prospect, they're, they're going to those prospects with similar narratives. John, look, I, I understand these are probably your top three problems this year. This is, these are huge problems for a lot of people that we're talking to. Let me tell you what we're putting in place to help them get where they're trying to go. And it's a completely different conversation now and a completely different perception from the, from the customer's point of view. I just don't yeah. think it's that difficult to do, but everybody's in such a freaking rush that we're, yeah. we're watering down everything and it's making all of us look bad and it's driving me crazy of late. Yeah. I'm not, a, I mean, it, it's, it breaks my heart that people have to post photos of themselves on LinkedIn, like with their kids or in their home office yeah. or standing in a pair of sweatpants with a nice top. So they're presentable online just to make sure we're all reminded that they're humans too. And I mean, and, and right. that, that they have a life outside of work, like no shit we all do. Right. But the fact that you actually have to remind us means we have a major problem right now. What's up, everybody? I know you're enjoying this conversation. John does a great job with genuine curiosity on these episodes, and our guests consistently bring the heat. We want to take a moment here and let you know that you've got an opportunity, an opportunity to become better than you were yesterday. And you can do so by gaining access to all of JB Sales content. All of their training tips, techniques, tactics, and takeaways can be yours for $1 a day. $365 for the year gets you annual access to everything, including our private Slack channel for members only, which you get access to all of us directly 100% of the time, 24 hours a day. And then at the same time, you're going to get access to our bi-weekly Ask Me Anything sessions where you can bring real deals to the table and get the help that you need where you need it. This is very, very important. Sales reps that invest in themselves are often found at the tops of their leaderboards. Join us today and get the help you need to become the seller that you deserve to be. That URL, one more time, is joinjbsales.com. Let's get back to the show with JB and our guest for this week. 
and that's one of the things you know that kind of bums me out about covid i look i've been a big benefactor in the sense i'm off an airplane and you know and i'm i can put my daughter to bed every single night but the one thing that i really don't like about it it is it is separated all of us and you know me man I, I, i'm a hugger right like when i see you people i'm like ah too. ralph what's up right and yep. and now like we can't do that we can't interact or we've been forced to isolate we've been forced to kind of inwardly focus on ourselves over priority over everybody else and not have that you know serving others mentality not have that you know because because quite honestly i'm afraid right i'm afraid to go out because i don't want to get sick for instance right and so i think that's yeah, fractured yeah. a lot of this and i'm curious to see from i'm curious from your standpoint like how do we get back to the humanity i mean is there <laughs> is this a is this a shift that we're going through in history. I had a good conversation with Taka Pony and, you know, he's fantastic with history. Yeah. Um, he, he's like, a, he's got the sales historian podcast. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's funny, he brought up some stuff like 1920, there was the great resignation, all these sales reps and the, and the indicate, you know, the economy was like, it was literally mirrored exactly. The, the newspapers said the same thing. And then over the years, like technology is going to replace salespeople. Like when the phone came out, they were like, oh, salespeople are ruined. And, and it's funny how we mirror, you know, things. So I'm curious that, do you think we're in a lull here of humanity? And, and how we treat each other? Um, or do you yes. think this is kind of how things go from here? Well, I, I'm, I'm bullish that this is not how things will go from here. I do think we're going to okay. get better. Uh, we're, we're, we're sinking how? pretty low how? though. I mean, I, I think about how? all the, all the world events and, and political events. Uh, and I think that spills into how people are treating one another today. And, oh, yeah. uh, I do think we'll hit a bottom, so to speak, where we start to really turn around, uh, and start really caring about the people we're talking to at, at, at every incident, you know, it doesn't matter who you're talking to in what capacity, just pay attention to them for a second and it'll start and to, I'm just trying know, to figure out groundswell. Well, I'm going to figure I'm trying to figure out what is that, what is that switch though? Right. Cause I think, you know, if I look back at September 11th, that was a moment, at least here in the U S where everybody got together and everybody was like, it doesn't matter, race, creed, color, it doesn't matter. Like we're all yeah. Americans here. We're going to get through this. And there was a humanity to it. Um, this is the exact opposite of where we are right now. And I'm wondering if there's, if, if, if it's going to be an event or just a reset. And if there is a moment that is going to reset that, or if it's just going to take damn fucking hard work from, you know, guys like you and hopefully me to, to push us in that direction, like push positivity out front as opposed to the negativity. Cause the negativity is loud right now, man. It is <laughs> no, loud man. and it is deafening and yeah. it's hard to crack through that noise. Yeah. Uh, I wonder the same thing, my friend. I really do. I do think that a lot of it can start just in our own families you know, the, the, the lessons that Charlotte's learning from you and your wife and the lessons that, you know, my boys are learning from my wife and me is I think where it starts. And I think it's a, it's a bottoms up approach that needs to be taken yeah. to, to really pivot in the right direction. Yeah. It's, you know, I'll say it at the end here, but I always say, no matter what, go out and make somebody smile today. Right. <laughs> right. Cause That's if you right. had a bad day, no matter what, if you made somebody smile, you had a good day and that snowballs, right. The gratitude journal, yeah. all those things. And, and with that, I'm going to keep coming back to the give a shit factor of how we phrase this. One of the areas that I think are really important about the give a shit factor that you brought up, uh, is, is accountability. Hmm. And 
holding yourself accountable. I think there's something important, obviously, about having somebody else hold you accountable and sharing your goals and, and that type of thing. I think that that helps without question. But holding yourself accountable is is massively important in so many ways. And you talked about some, you know, some New Year's resolutions, for instance, that you put together and how you're holding yourself. You want to talk through that a little bit? Because I and I, I'd love to your philosophy. I'd, I'd love to hear your philosophy on New Year's resolutions, because most of most of the time I think they're shit. Uh, you know, it's funny. People <laughs> like I, I, I always give the example like people like in September, you're like, well, you know, you know, as of January, my New Year's resolution is going to be getting in shape in January, right? January 1st, I'm going to get after it. I'm like, uh, fat ass, why can't you go to the gym right now? Like, literally, why yep. couldn't you just start working out right now? And they're like, well, you know, it's the holidays. It's like, shut up. You're just looking, you know, and then a week after January 1st, they're not at the gym anymore. So, so uh, how do you, let's talk about goal setting, because I want to, I want to understand your philosophy and approach on goal setting. And, yeah. and then stuff like resolutions and then how you hold yourself accountable to those. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with the accountability. Uh, so there's a great uh, video clip out there of Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. He accepts a, a lifetime achievement award at the Emmys uh, back in the 90s. And he gets on stage and he has everybody close their eyes and be quiet for 10 seconds. Uh, and in that 10 second uh, clip, he's asking everybody to recall a person in their life who has made tremendous sacrifices for them to get where they are today. So it could be a parent, it could be a friend, uh, it could be a coworker, somebody who has made a significant sacrifice to help you move forward to where you are. At the very least, I think we can all agree that we each have one person that has made that type of sacrifice for us. Yep. Let's not let them down. Let's hold ourselves accountable to honor the sacrifice that that one person made. Uh, otherwise, you're doing them a disservice. What was the point in them making the sacrifice if you're not going to bring it each day? Right. So it's that image and it's that speech in particular that I typically refer to when I know I need to get my act together and I need to hmm. step things up. And that type of stuff drives goal setting drives resolutions. I could not agree with you more about doing things in the moment. Sometimes you need to start right after listening to this episode in writing mm -hmm. down some things you just absolutely must change. Uh, but you know, the, the, um, famous author and businessman, Brian Tracy has an incredible mm -hmm. quote that is decide today to be a big success in everything you do. And he underscores the word decide because until you actually yeah. flip the switch on in your head and make the decision, like, you know what, I'm going to be really successful. You're not going to be, you're going to be chasing right. things instead of attracting things to you. So you have to make the decision to have resolutions, to hold yourself accountable, to honor those that have gone before you that have made sacrifices, whether you know them or not, sacrifices have been made so that you can do what you're doing. You know, you think yeah. about here in the United States, the troops that have fought for our freedoms, you know, we don't know yeah. them all, but we should honor their service. Absolutely. So it's things like that, that kind of get me fired up. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's interesting because the, there's the decision factor, but then there's, how do you look at, yeah, I've decided I want to be great. Because I think a lot of people tell themselves that, right? I think they say, oh, no, I've decided I want to get in shape. But what's a real decision versus a fake decision? 
You know what I mean? And how, and how can you tell the difference? Like what's, what's conviction, right? Cause I think there's habits are great, but really consistency is the key and conviction to do that thing. Right. I, no matter what, I'm going to be successful. I can decide I want to be successful, but unless I have the conviction to stay the track to be successful. So how do you go from deciding I want to be successful to executing on that and staying consistent with it? Ooh, wow. Big one, big one. Um, <laughs> Uh, a lame decision is, you know what? I think I'm going to make sure that I uh, do a load of laundry once a week. You know, I've <laughs> yeah. decided that, you know, I'm going to start organizing things around the house. Uh, yeah. Whereas a real decision is, I think I'm going to influence my family tree. I think I'm going to, uh, you know, earn enough money in uh, in my career from adding value at every turn uh, enough to influence the the paths of my great grandchildren and great great grandchildren. That's like a major decision to make, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then the question you asked, what the second part of the question was about kind of how you hold yourself accountable to executing it. I do kind of nerdy, geeky stuff. Like I'll yeah. pin uh, I'll pin something on my calendar and set a reminder for a month from now, and I will yeah. have written a lot in the body of that calendar invite and it'll pop up in a month and I'll open it up and it'll say, Ralph, you said to yourself that you would have a B and C done by this point in time. Yeah. So how good have you been at delivering on those goals? Uh, don't let me down and don't let, you know, the future Ralph down, uh, three yeah. months from now when this next reminder comes. So, Here's bullet point one, specifically write out what have you done as it relates to this specific goal. Here's bullet point two, so on and so forth. So I will lean in up front and do a lot of heavy lifting to ensure success throughout the year or throughout a given time frame. Do you share your goals with other people? Uh, yeah, with those super close, you know, my wife knows yeah. and like mm -hmm. my goals seem ethereal to a lot of people. Like for, for instance, right now I'm focused on three things. One is energy level. One is self-talk and one is consistency. I feel like if I'm on point in all three of those, uh, I'm going to have a, a positive impact, not only on my life, but the life lives of others. Let's unpack self-talk for a second. Cause I'm, uh, I'm, a I'm, I'm conscious of it, uh, but I'm an offender. And I, and I say that in a minor way. I, 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 I have very strong opinions of like what I can do and, and how good I am at those things. And I try to stay positive, but small little things that chip away mm -hmm. at that. Uh, when I walk downstairs and I forget uh, my glass on the third floor and I'm like, you fucking idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I walk upstairs. I'm like, you, and, and like that little small, like you, dumbass, you know, that type of thing that all of those little things build up. So how, how do you look at self-talk and, <clears throat> and I guess, and let's, let's go on the cheesy factor. Like how cheesy are you with this? And, and I, when I say cheesy, I mean that in a positive way of like, yeah. you know, do you do your daily affirmations? Do you do your like, like, like self pump up talk, or is it just you're conscious of being positive with your self-talk and not negative? Yeah, it's more of the, the latter. It's more of a, a stream for me. Uh, and I'm also a big journaler. So I use mm. an application called Rome Research, very similar to Evernote and others out there. But for me, Rome Research is the shit. 
and I use it for a daily journal and it greets me every morning with the, with the date and I'll mm. start to write notes to myself. So for example, if you left the phone upstairs, instead of saying, Hey, look, dude, you're an idiot. Instead, I'll say, we, we, we talked about this. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can be better than this. We're not supposed to be forgetting the phone, yeah. but I'll be, I'll be yeah. easier on myself versus rougher on myself because that's going to come off in my conversations with other people who, to your point, like I'm not upset with them per se. There's issues I'm dealing with personally. And I certainly don't want to come off like that to others. But if that self-talk is pretty prominent in my own head, it's going to come out really quickly. So instead, I'm, I'm just a little cooler to myself, but I'm trying to hold myself accountable at the same time. Do you do, um, cause you talked about the law of attraction. Do you do, um, uh, that type of stuff? I mean, I, I'm assuming you believe it and so do I, it's weird how it manifests itself, uh, in some cases, but you know, a lot of people have that I, shit. I'll break it out right now. You know, yeah. I, I wrote this down, uh, that I try to say every day, like I am dot, 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 right. Mm -hmm. I am grateful. I'm strong. I'm loved. I'm healthy. I'm going to make it a good day. I'm going to have a positive impact on somebody today. I'm going to make it happen. Like, so those things I say, and I just say them as a quick little, you know, every morning, like I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm happy. You know, those type of things. And do it, I, I think it makes an impact because it starts off my day in a positive mindset. So what do you, what do you proactively have uh, for yourself with self-talk? Yeah. Uh, so you and I have talked about this before. I have a coin that on one side says, keep it real. And on the other side, it says, keep it playful. And oftentimes when I'm just kind of not quite sure what tone to set for the day, I'll literally flip that coin. And if it tells me to keep it real, then it's all business. You know, let's, let's, nice. uh, we're here to do a job. Let's get this job done. You know, I'm definitely yeah. going to uh, lead from the front today and lead by example. Uh, and I expect mm -hmm. that of my leaders as well. And ultimately of my team, uh, same applies to the family. You know, I want to make sure that we're, we're saying what we said we are doing, what we said we were going to do, et cetera. And then the fun part is when it flips to keep it playful, I'm just much lighter yeah. throughout the day. Like today, for example, yeah. just based on this conversation, you could tell the coin landed on keep it real. We haven't been too playful yeah. today. Uh, yeah. and that's just kind of sets the tone for me and helps me with the self-talk. But similar to what you're doing, I I'm, I'm constantly writing things down. I've got copious notes in notebooks, post-it notes, uh, you know, blank typing paper. I just have notes all over the place kind of talking to myself. Yeah. yeah. And it helps. I've, I've, I, you, you sparked an interesting idea for me, which is, you know, actually leaving yourself a video in the future, right? Because I do this with my daughter. Like my daughter will say, she'll go, oh, you know, I love blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I, I, I'm, I wish this, and, and it's like, okay, will you remember this when this happens? Right. Cause she's, you know, the, the, the you know, the kid, right. That when something happens, they're all like, oh, I don't want to do this, my homework and da, da, da. but like, for instance, when we sit down with Charlotte and we're like, okay, let's be prepared so that we don't get in a stressful situation. So you don't procrastinate. So every day we're going to do 30 minutes of work here. We're going to do 30. And so by the end of the week, like you aren't stressed out when that thing is due as opposed to waiting mm -hmm. until Thursday. Thursday night, right? And then guess what happens on Thursday night? She's like, we're like, are you prepared for tomorrow? Are you stressed out? She's like, no. I'm like, great. So I'll literally take a video of it and I'll say, hey, look, explain to yourself right now how you feel and how proud you are of yourself for getting this done and not stressed out just through that video. And so then I hold on to that video. And then the next time she starts getting pissy, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I'm like, hold on a second. And I show her that video and she's just like, <laughs> 
And so it's almost like I, I, I could see now doing that to myself, like wrote, like recording a video of myself uh, a month later and saying, hey, dumb. Yeah. And again, try to be positive talk here, you know, not dumbass. Like, hey, have you done, you know, look, when we sat down with ourselves a month ago, you said that you wanted to do this, this and this. Is that where you are right now? And if you're not, why not? Right. And there's a, yeah. there's a massive accountability factor there on that one. And I think video could be a great way of doing it. Well, I think the video you're doing with Charlotte is absolutely brilliant. Uh, and it also teaches her about discipline, you know, self-discipline, doing what you say you were going to do so that you uh, have the freedom later uh, and you're, yeah. you're less stressed, for example. You know, I've been uh, recently following a guy named Ali Abdal and Ali actually paid an accountability coach for 2022. He pays him 300 bucks a month to literally hold them accountable. So every two weeks they meet and the accountability yeah. coach pulls out this list and he's like, okay, Barrows, you told me you were going to, you know, you give X to this charity by now. And you were going right. to add a couple more staff members and you were going to do this for your customers in terms of the expansion of your offering, et cetera. Where are you with it? And you're actually paying me to ask you these questions. So <laughs> yeah. sometimes that works. I mean, I'm in the wrong business because that's something I need to right. be doing for people. You know, I'll do yeah. it for less than 300 bucks. Yeah. But uh, it's something I, you know, I, I, I've actually nerded out and considered doing. I mean, if I have my mm. money on the line, I'm going to do what I say I was going to do. And sometimes it's the smallest things that we're just not doing. Well, I, and I'm looking for a coach right now. Like I, I just, I think I'm so in, in open, you know, forum here. I never thought that for instance, I, I needed a therapist, right? So like I've always found, found myself pretty, um, fortunate that I can take on a lot of stuff without getting stressed out too much, right? And maybe it's the weed, I don't know, but I've always been able to take on a, a lot of stress and a lot of burden and not let it affect me too much. But recently I've been questioning that because of all the shit that's been going on, macro, micro, you know, a lot of people know, obviously my dad, dad died last year and my cousin died and, you know, COVID and the politics and all that other stuff. And it's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking around to see maybe I do need somebody to talk to, but I'm looking at it as, I need somebody to talk to to vent, but I also need somebody to hold me accountable because I don't have too many people to hold me accountable these days. As a, as a CEO of the company, I can kind of do whatever I want to do. You know what I mean? As the, you know, so my wife obviously holds me accountable. Um, but from a business standpoint or from a life standpoint or from a health standpoint, there's not a lot of people that I that hold me accountable for me. And so I'm actually looking and having conversations with coaches mainly Yes, to vent and to just make sure that I can, you know, I'm not going crazy here, but mainly to ground me and hold me accountable for getting better. Because I think that's the, my goal is always to try to get better. And if I'm, I can easily get stuck in neutral if I'm not paying attention. Well, look, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of those people out there that, that can help you. Um, uh, you know, I can certainly put you in touch with some folks who can help you. So I love that you're talking about it. Secondly, you know, we've spent most of this conversation talking about accountability, getting after it, execution, reputation, goal setting, et cetera. Hey man, sometimes those, those coaching sessions or those therapy sessions are to be held accountable for pausing for a minute, you know, yeah. taking some time to create space in your mind and in your heart so that you can be the best you know, and you can come back as a rejuvenated person, whether it's an hour later or a couple days later or a month later, but that's just as important as you know, you got to keep 
you gotta you gotta find some respite sometimes, and it, and sometimes yeah. that means just pressing the pause button and taking a deep breath. And sometimes we need people to actually interrupt what we're doing to say, "Hey, Barrows, dude, you need to just calm down for a minute." You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. sometimes and, the accountability uh, coaches can help in in that respect. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting. I've always kind of. Oh, I can handle this. I can handle this. I can handle this. And it's amazing. The more you reach out and the more you realize that, you know, you don't have to handle everything. Um, there are people that can help. And, but, you know, it doesn't have to be a therapist. It, it can be a friend. It can be a conversation, you know, and it can, it can be an openness to a, a family member, whatever it might be. Um, but as soon as you start kind of opening yourself up to vulnerability about where you are, it's pretty impressive how, how, other people react to that and, and what it does for the psyche and, and everything else, uh, that, that makes you stay grounded, but also motivated. And I think that's what I'm trying to figure out, right. Is, is how to stay grounded, but still motivated to, to power through this and to force positivity into this world. You know, I, I found myself, I think that's probably the thing I'm frustrated with the most right now. I feel like I'm forcing positivity because there's so much negativity and, and I, well, and, and I don't want to feel like it's forced. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm like, I'm positive, you know, I'm writing down my gratitude journal like I'm doing, like that I never did before. I'm, I'm proactively reaching out to somebody every day to say, hey, thank you. I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you type of stuff because I'm, I'm combating all the, the macro negativity that's happening um, that I'm trying not to let affect me. And I'm trying to fight it with that, you know, and that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like, you know, how do we, you know, it's like that finger in the dike type of thing, you know what I mean? Or, or throwing mm -hmm. a pebble into the ocean. It's like, how do we stop the waves of negativity? And is it a micro thing? Um, I think right now it has to be, right? Yeah, I think you got to keep your world small. Yep. You know, I, I, I often talk to the team about um, playing the long game, but keeping your world small. Just, you know, focus yep. on the next few hours. You know, what, what positive difference can you make in, in the lives of others or in your own life? you know, just over the next couple hours and go to the, the, the next chunk of hours, et cetera, et cetera, just a little bit at a time. Don't be yeah. so focused. I know we talked about, look, the Ralph Barcy of five years from now, that's yeah. the, de definitely healthy to have that long-term vision, but I, I have to deal with the next 20 minutes just like you do. Uh, yep. And so I have to, again, going back to making the decision, I have to decide how do I want to navigate, you know, the rest of this day? Uh, there's yeah. still time to, to make a big difference if I want to. And sometimes that means, you know, crafting a, a, um, a thoughtful email response to, to someone who mm -hmm. just sent me a message. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of ways to do it. Yeah. Yes, there are. And I, and I'm, I think if you're, you're looking for them, they'll, you'll find them. If you're not looking for those positive things, you won't find them and, and or those positive attraction. things to do. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, it's, it, it is weird how that works. I mean, and I, you know, and I'm usually not kind of like a, Ooh, you know, that type of thing, but there's, there's been too many examples in my life of stuff that, you know, I've said, you know what? Yes, this is what's happening. I'm going to do this. And holy shit, one thing leads to another. And it's not because of Facebook's algorithm or Instagram, you know, <laughs> popping me up that ad that's, you know, oh my God, I can't believe I needed that. You know, I, I was just thinking about that. That's not what I'm talking about, <laughs> even though that's a kind of a weird alteration of the manifestation of half, you know, of positivity. But, um, yeah. but yeah, man, I think it's, it's just the lens that we look at. I mean, I know you're a Tony Robbins fan and the change your state and, and the mentality around that type of stuff, but it's, it's real. And I think a lot of it people need that to hear that these days. So hopefully listening to this, that, you know, they, they can find their little points of happiness that they can spread out there. 
any last words of wisdom from your perspective that that you want the audience to think about, know about, or not not just we'll we'll talk about connecting with you, but but sure. last words of wisdom here based on what you're seeing and where you are in your career and and that people can learn from. Uh, just just a reminder of some of the things we talked about. You know, keeping your world small, uh, being mindful of the one person in your life. I'm sure there's more, but of one person that really made sacrifices to to help get you where you are today to honor them, Mm -hmm. uh, whether they're living or not, uh, and, and, you know, serve the, the person who you're about to become several years from now and, um, you know, make them proud of what you're doing. I love it. Love it as always, my friend. Uh, I, you know, I, I made a commitment this year because we revamped the podcast, and you know, and I took a little bit of a hiatus and a break there. But I made a, a point this year to only have people on the podcast who um, I feel are positive influences on the world and people I personally get energy from and give me positive energy. And without question, uh, Mr. Barcy, you are one of them. So I, I genuinely appreciate our friendship and our part and, and everything else uh, related to it. Mm-hmm. The feelings yeah. mutual, so my thanks. friend, that, that means a lot to me. And uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Of course. And, and just, I mean, where, where's the best place to connect with you? Is it on LinkedIn? Is it, where is it? Yeah, all of the above. Uh, best place today is ralphbarcy.com. Uh, would okay. love to have you subscribe and say hello to me. I, I get back to every single person that emails me. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Ralph Barcy. You could follow me on Twitter at rbarcy. Love it. And for everybody listening, that's B-A-R-S-I. Uh, you'll find him a uh, nice, clean, uh, shaven head like myself and uh, spreading positivity all over the place and having some fun doing it. So Ralph, thanks again for coming on board. And everybody, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you got you to think of things a little bit differently. And I'm going to say it again. I said it earlier. Um, no matter what you do today, go out and make somebody smile. Because No matter how bad your day went, if you make somebody smile today, you know you had a good day and the world needs a lot more of that. So thank you all much and I'll uh, see you on the other side. Make it happen. Cheers. Thank you so much for your time today and listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. With your support and our incredible guests, we're one of the top sales podcasts in the industry with over a million downloads and I can't thank you enough. To keep the momentum going, if you could go to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a five-star review, I would greatly appreciate it. In return, I will answer any question that you have on Instagram. Hit me up there at John M as in Michael Barrows with a video question or a DM, and I will get right back to you, I promise. And last but not least, if you're looking for training, I'm adjusting my training approach this year, and I'm actually going to be delivering training to the masses. I'll be delivering live training the first and second week of every single month with our two marquee courses, filling the funnel and driving a close to anybody who wants to join. And it includes membership in our on-demand platform with weekly AMAs. So you can go to jbarrows.com open to check out the details. Thanks again and have a great day.